Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, welcome to the very first episode of our Star Wars storyline, Tempest Squadron. And also the very first episode of our second year of podcasting. Uh, before we get into the story, I want to say a huge thanks to everyone who listened to the podcast in the last year. It's really been a lot of fun for us so far. Uh, the online RPG podcast community has been uh, really great to us, and we're so happy that we've been accepted so warmly by all of you. Uh, we had a really great first year, getting to know all of you online, getting to go to our first con, uh, collaborating with a bunch of other awesome podcasts, and I mean, the list goes on. Uh, but here's to our second year being even better. We hope you'll carry on the journey with us. Uh, so, to today's episode on our new storyline. Uh, playing Star Wars on the podcast has been something that I've wanted to do since before we'd even recorded episode one over a year ago. Uh, Star Wars Saga Edition RPG, which is the system that we're basing our game on, uh, was the very first RPG system that I ran for a group uh, way back when, uh, however many years ago it was. <laughs> and uh, Star Wars itself has really been one of my favourite things for basically as far back as I can remember. Um, with that in mind, this story arc is going to be a little bit on the experimental side. Uh, Long-time listeners will know that at around about our eighth episode, I decided to start adding sound effects and music to the podcast. Uh, well, for Star Wars, I've decided to see just how far we can push things in that direction, uh, leaning into the whole audio drama thing while still keeping the game element very much as the basis for the show. Uh, even more so than on previous episodes, I've tried to really set the tone with music, sound effects and just uh, general audio production to bring you all into the story in what I hope is going to be a really, really fun way. Uh, some of the NPCs have been voiced by people other than myself, and each and every one of them really brought their A-game to the recording process. So before we go any further, I want to extend a huge thanks to our supporting cast for this episode. Teresa, Thane, Dragon, Eden and Jason for being super generous with their talents and time. Uh, I hope you'll all enjoy what you're about to hear as much as we all did making it. Uh, so yeah, without further ado, let's meet our new main cast and the characters which they'll be playing throughout this storyline. So, before we begin, why don't you each introduce yourselves and the character that you're going to be playing? Uh, I'm Ollie. <clears throat> Hi, Ollie. Hi, Ollie. Hi, Ollie. Hi, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll be uh, I'll be playing the role of uh, Thnock Wustrom, who's a uh, an Ugnaught pilot and engineer who formerly worked for the Empire as a delivery pilot. So that's me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hi, I'm Mark. I, although I'm the first Mark talking, I'm the second Mark, going by Mark B. Uh, so, yeah, I'm Mark. And you might have heard this monotone voice from our previous recordings. Where you've been on, like, another 20 episodes of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. so if anyone recognises that voice, that's that one. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a Corellian called Cortez. Um, uh, I'm a bit of a, a tech head in it, uh, a, lot of, a lot of tech skills using the quote marks in air skills. if you can see me right now skills with a z on the end yeah cool and finally but not leastly that's how that saying goes mark yeah. i'm the other mark hi mark hi, hi mark, mark. <laughs> greetings all uh my character for this game is uh, a human called klein otrin and uh he is from alderaan and he spent most of his uh teenage to adult life uh, as a smuggler uh, unfortunately was caught by imperial forces and imprisoned on Orb Mandel and was there for a number of months before a rebellion bombing run occurred which allowed him a way of escape 
and he used the opportunity to get out of the smuggling life and try and help the rebellion any way he could. All right, so you've met our players, you've met their characters. Without any further ado, let's begin our story a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. The last reverberations of celebratory applause mixed with the roar of a Wookiee finally die down, leaving an expectant hush over the assembled crowd of Alliance personnel in the main hall of the Great Temple on Yavin 4. Pilots, soldiers, engineers, human and non-human, stand in their neat rows facing the raised dais as sunlight floods into the chamber from above. The atmosphere is one of buoyant relief, as only hours before, the desperate attack on the Death Star by the brave pilots of red and gold groups had succeeded, although at a great and final cost to most of those sent against it. Taking a few moments to collect herself, exchanging smiles with the other Alliance leadership on the dais, and a small nod to the young pilot Luke Skywalker, upon whom she had just bestowed a medal, Princess Leia Organa of Alderaan steps forward. We have much to be grateful for today. Thanks to your courage, we have delivered a telling blow to the Empire with the destruction of their Death Star. But our own casualties were not small. Let us take a moment to honour the lost souls of Alderaan, to honour Viceroy Bail Organa and Queen Brea Organa. May they forever be remembered. Around you, Klein, uh, many bow their heads in thought, and you can't help but think deeply on the princess's words. You left Alderaan behind many years ago, and now that it has gone forever, you're not sure what to feel. After a few seconds, General Jan Dodonna, commander of the Alliance Military Forces here on Yavin 4, steps forward. Would that there were a proper time to mourn, but the Empire now knows our location. Therefore, our first priority is to find a new base of operations. Each of you has been assigned a station for dismantling and transporting. Some of you will be asked to scout for potential outposts. All of you are invaluable. Through you, the Alliance lives to fight on. Now, to your stations, and may the Force be with us all. With the General bringing the ceremony to a close, the various assembled personnel begin to disperse, with a purpose, uh, heading off to begin the process of evacuating the base. Standing alone, Klein, what would you like to do? Klein is pleased that uh, there's a victory for the rebellion, but inside he's hiding 
some concern that if the, if the Empire does know where the Rebels are at the moment, how long is it going to be until they catch up to them? And he's kind of wondering what he's going to be able to do in this situation. Because he wasn't up there with the other squadrons. He was on the ground and he wonders, he's wondering what kind of use he's going to be at the moment because he's, he's been at the ceremony but he doesn't know what he actually doesn't know what he's doing next he's just thrown in his lot as you make your way out of the hall you do hear a, uh, a couple of other conversations between some other pilots that are expressing similar feelings a lot of sort of well we're glad we won against the Death Star but the knowledge that there's definitely more coming and you know we've got to move and this is, this is going to be a huge undertaking you know what are we going to do next sort of thing you recognise a few people, but um, mostly people seem to be moving with a purpose and heading off to various stations. At this point, you hear over the um, announcement system. All green group pilots report to briefing room A. Repeat, all green group pilots report to briefing room A. Green group. Well, that's me, I guess. Um, okay, so you head towards the briefing room. Um, the stones of the temple... Sort of, uh, you've become quite familiar with them over the, uh, the course of the months that the rebellion's been camped out here. As you uh, approach the briefing room, you spot your wingmate, the Twi'lek pilot Sailor Anro, approaching from the opposite direction. They greet you uh, with a nod. Ah, Klein, good to see you. What do you make of this briefing? What do you think they'll have us doing? Hey, Anro, absolutely no idea. Did you get a detail? Because everyone apparently has jobs to do, but I'm just wondering the corridors, not a clue what's happening. I'm thinking we will find it tricky to fly without any X-Wings. Mine was seconded to Red Group for the battle against the Death Star. Yeah, well, I'm as lost as you are. Where's the rest of the squadron? Are they already in there? I have also only just arrived. Uh, let's go in and find out. Anro presses the door control and the two of you head into the briefing room. Green Group has definitely been depleted over the last few weeks of action, it seems, and you find the briefing room only about half full. There's about eight or nine pilots assembled, and your squadron leader, Commander Braylon, is at the front of the room by the hollow projector. You... I'm nodding at Braylon. Okay. Uh, are you taking a seat, or asking any questions, or straight up, or...? Um, uh, well, just, uh, casually strolling into the briefing room, I notice the commander. Give him a slight nod. And then I take a seat somewhat to the back, waiting yep. to see if anybody else joins in or if it's literally just the people there. It seems to be that it's mostly just who's, you know, the, the you that are assembled. Um, as I said, there's about eight or nine pilots already in there, so with the two of you, that gets you up to about 11. Uh, Braylon uh, gives you a nod back as you take your seat. Glad you boys could join us. Right, as you all know, the Empire is on its way, and we're going to be quitting this system as soon as possible. As you'll also be aware, we don't have enough surplus fighter craft to go around. Bit of a sorry state of affairs for a fighter squadron. As it stands, we've only had four X-Wings made available to us. I'll be in one, leading the flight and flying escort duties for the transports as they depart. Our four here will be randomly picking who gets a seat in one of the other three. Those of you who aren't picked, you'll each be assigned to a transport ship as an additional flight crew for the evacuation. Any questions? Once we get off the planet, whereabouts are we heading to? Uh, that's, we handy to know where we're going. The fleet will eventually be assembling in the Pantoran system, but for now, each transport will be issued with a different set of jump coordinates to try and deter any Imperial pursuit. Does that meet with your approval, Klein? I look over to Anro. You good with that? Yeah. Works for me. So we're good, sir. 
Good. Alright then, R4. His astromech droid whirs and beeps for a couple of seconds, and then a text readout appears on the holo projector. Okay then, flying with me and the fighters will be Dref, Mortan, and Anro. The rest of you, see R4 for your freighter assignments. And I'll see you all at the rendezvous point. Dismissed. So the at this, uh, he, he leaves the room. The other uh, pilots who weren't picked um, for flight duty are sort of crowding around the R4 unit. Uh, Anro turns to you. He uh, he gives you a gives you a nod and um, well, I guess that's that then. See you in space. Seriously, good luck. And you also, my friend. May the force be with you. I think that's what we're meant to say. Yes. I'll go with that then. Cool. He gives you a fist bump and walks out. So, uh, you, you approach uh, R four, and he um, he gives you your assignment. You've been assigned to the uh, YT twelve fifty freighter Close Encounter, and R four says it is out on the far side of the landing field. What would you like to do? Client having got his assignment, uh, grabs things that he needs, helmet, other bits and bobs, and then makes his way out to the Close Encounter, and. Um, <clears throat> Looks for the uh, officer in charge of the freighter to get uh, duty roster of some kind and find out what he actually needs to do. Okay. Feeling like finally he's actually got a purpose. Okay, uh, making your way across the crowded, bustling landing field, you find your way to the freighter Close Encounter, a YT-1250 freighter with the distinctive saucer shape of the YT line, which uh, it shares with the Millennium Falcon. Um, Is it cleaner? No, it's, it's anything. It's a little older, but it's a bit less uh, well armed and um, similar sort of disc shape, but sort of slightly different look about it. Uh, so, sticking your head up the entry ramp, you are met with a slightly nervous-looking Duros wearing a grease-stained jumpsuit. Ah, hello. <laughs> uh, uh, are you the pilot they said they were sending over to me? That's right. Klein, Atron. Uh, Dolce. Dulce. Uh, pleased to meet you. Uh, uh, welcome aboard the Close Encounter. So, uh, we're, we're evacuating, eh? That's the general consensus as I've heard it, yeah. Uh, you seem very calm about it. No, just stating the obvious. It, never mind. Uh, what, what do you need me to do? I, uh, I need you to find out where this equipment is that we're meant to be hauling. Uh, the manifest they sent over says Holding Base C, but I don't know anything about Holding Base. Uh, I usually work as a messenger pilot. Cargo hauling isn't what you'd call my, uh, my specialty. Oh, and uh, when we're flying out of here, I'll need you to work the cannons. The ship's got guns. Well, uh, a, a gun. Yes, uh, just the one. One gun's definitely better than none. Do you need Do you need to check it out or or what? Or? No, no, I'll, I'll I'll take your word for it. Uh, hopefully, we won't have to use it, eh? <laughs> Forgive me for saying this, but you seem really nervous compared to some of the other guys I've walked past. I, uh, I, well, I don't want to die. Buddy, none of us want to get blown up by the Empire. Easy for you to say, but some around here seem pretty cavalier about all of it. Well, some of them revel in it. Others just do it to survive, make a difference. At the end of the day, just. Do what you can. Try not to worry about what comes next. There's no point in trying to predict the future. You might survive, you might not. But meanwhile, just do your thing, I'll do mine. With a smile. You know, that's not very reassuring. It's the best I can do, on such (laughs) short notice. We got jobs to do, so I'll get on with mine. How's that? Uh, Fine. Uh, If you you need me, I'll be double-checking the hyperdrive. Don't want that to fail. Okay, holding base C. Yeah. Did he so, here or out there? 
out in the out in the sort of general base area. <coughs> the uh, so some some time passes, um, and you're able, you know, between the two of you to sort of coordinate the loading of the equipment and that. Uh, at this point, ships are starting to take off all around you, and uh, he you hear Dol go. Well, here goes nothing. He presses a large starter button on the the console, and is greeted with a shower of sparks flying into the corridor behind him. Oh, blast it! Whoa! <laughs> Is that supposed to happen? No, that's that's not meant to happen. Uh, uh, I, I need you to stay up here and keep an eye on these readouts. Uh, I'm going to go below and try and fix this mess. Okay, yeah, sure. Never mind the fact I've never worked in one of these before. So, so I'm just... Yeah, you're in the... On the, in the co- I'm yeah. in the cockpit, just yeah. trying not to get electric shocks off of whatever's exploding. Yeah. So behind you, you, you start here. You can hear muffled swearing and sounds of clanging as he's going at the engines. At this point, we're going to cut to one of the other people. Meanwhile, across the galaxy, on the planet of Nubia, the sun is beginning to set on the capital city of Nubar. Light clouds are traced to soft purple as the sky starts to darken, and many of the working population make their way home through bustling but ordered city streets. A speck of reflected sunlight among the clouds belies the presence, just barely visible high in orbit, of the Star Destroyer Colosses, standing guard in the name of the Empire. For this core world is the home of several huge galactic corporations, Nubian Star Drive, Farm Corp, and notably Industrial Automaton. On the outskirts of the city sits IA Storage Facility 16, a quality control and distribution hub for the plethora of droids that roll off the Industrial Automaton production lines. Within one of its warehouses, a timer counts down. With a huge concussive blast, the warehouse doors are blown open. Shards of metal flying outwards, embedding themselves into the walls of surrounding buildings and sending a plume of smoke skywards. From within the warehouse, at breakneck speed, comes flying a heavily laden cargo hauler, slewing violently to avoid the debris, one side scraping along the remains of the doorframe as its pilot makes his daring escape. In the pilot's chair sits a human male, grimacing as the hauler bucks from the impact, at his side, brandishing a blaster and keeping his eyes peeled for security, is an Ugnaught. Nice flying, asshole. Hey, do you want to get out of here or not? We won't be getting out of here at all if you crash it into shit, man. So, gunning the engines and spinning towards the main gatehouse of Storage Facility 16, the hauler emerges from the cloud of smoke and makes a break for it. Uh, quickly approaching the gatehouse, you, Thnok, can just make out the form of a security guard rushing to raise the alarm at his unattended guard post and to seal off the currently open energy gate out of the facility. What would you like to do? Ah, uh, space nuts. Is this, uh, is, is, is this thing armed? Uh, the, uh, the cargo hauler isn't armed, but you do have your blaster with you, so you can use that if you like. Right, okay. Um, can I roll down the window? Sure, yeah. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, I roll down the window, lean out, and uh, take aim at the... Is it just one security guy? It's one security guy. He's kind of running towards the, like, a, like a, a sort of alarm. Okay. To sort of... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just lean out the window and say, oh, no, you don't, and uh, fire a few shots at him. Okay, make an attack roll. So it's plus seven. Uh, it's 15. 15. So, uh, yeah, even though you're in a moving vehicle, your blaster bolt uh, strikes true, you hit him in the back. Uh, Roll some damage for me, please. 3d6 plus 3. 1. 1. 4. 
Uh, yeah, plus three, so seven. Seven. That that could have gone could have gone better. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. yeah. Either way though, uh, <laughs> what he, <am> I you. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he wasn't expecting to be shot in the back, obviously. Um, so he's uh, he's not dead, but your blaster shot takes him off his feet, uh, spinning him round, and he crumples in a heap on the ground. Uh, as your cargo hauler flies past him, you can just about hear him screaming over the engine noise. Uh, rocketing out through the energy gate, you leave Facility 16 behind and fly off into the night. That's what you get when you fuck with Thlock, baby! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the streets that you're travelling along are by no means deserted. Um, various and sundry vehicles are moving through them, uh, commuters, freight, all sorts. Uh, you don't see any immediate signs of pursuit, however. And the human, a man named Kane, uh, settles the hauler into a steady pace through the traffic. That was a close one. Good shooting. Yeah, well, I was aiming for his head, but I guess it'll do. You'll do better next time, eh? Don't push me, man. <laughs> If we're lucky, we'll be halfway back to the ship before they raise the alarm. Fingers crossed. I got a good feeling about this one. Is at this point that the window pane on Kane's side of the uh, the cockpit is shattered by a blast. Oh shit! <laughs> Kane is taken in the side of the head, and he just slumps across. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh no! Oh. Oh god! Oh, this is bad, man. This is real bad. <laughs> so the uh, the cargo hauler starts to uh, sort of weave as Kane is sort of slumped on the controls. What do you want to do? Uh, just I'll take the controls for now. Okay. <laughs> um, and just try and like write the yeah write the ship. Sure. Uh, make a piloting check for me. Uh, plus ten. Uh, Fifteen plus ten. 15, 25, yeah, so you're, you're real quickly able to, uh, to gain control of the, um, of, the, of the cargo hauler. And looking around, you can see two Imperial troopers chasing you on speeder bikes. So I'm, I'm still, like, in the, kind of in the city at this point? Yeah, you're kind of, um, you were sort of heading back towards the spaceport, but uh, you're not really in sight of it at all yet. It's still a bit of a trip across the city before, um, before you, you know, you're safe. Okay. Can I take, like, evasive action through maybe, like, an alleyway or something? Sure, yeah. Um, can I get another piloting check to see if, you know, because this is, it's quite a, uh, this is a duck, ducking and weaving. Uh, another, another 25. 25, okay, yeah. You um, you wait until just the last second, spotting up ahead a, uh, a, a sort of quite narrow alleyway, and you just swing the, the hall around. Uh, I'm going to run to see if the, um, the Imperials react quickly enough. Okay, so one of them makes the turn with you without any problem. The other one does not. Okay. Uh, you're not entirely sure what happened to him, but behind you, you do hear the kind of muffled sort of crump kind of noise, and you would guess maybe he's landed the building. Okay. But you still have one speeder bike on you. I allow myself a small fist pump in triumph, uh, and then proceed to the end of the alleyway, and then. Can I just can I just like pull straight up into the air? Because like the speed. It's like, not really an air speed. This is more kind of like uh, you, you you kind of hover, but you're not like a. It's not yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, it's more like a kind of like Luke speeder sort of thing. 
where it kind of hovers off the ground, but it doesn't really. This is it's like fly. A, it's a fairly like, like it's pretty bulky. Like yeah, it's, it's kind of like, chunky. You're basically flying like a brick. Okay. So I get, yeah. Okay. <laughs> then I do, yeah. I just I I sort of head toward as though I'm going to the very end of the alleyway, and then mm-hmm. at the very end I just just slam the brakes so that I block the end of the alleyway. So okay. Accelerate as fast as I can towards the end of the alleyway, making sure that this guy in the speeder is like keeping right up behind me. Sure. And then just slam the brakes so that he he flies out into the. Okay, so it's not. Oh, no, like no. It's... So he just he just slams into the back of like so that he into the back of your hauler. Okay. Yeah, just because I yeah it it. It's, yeah, it just seems as, yeah, it seems as though if it's a big bulky thing, you can probably just absorb the damage, and also he's just you know he, he's one guy on a bike, like you know. All right, okay. Uh, make another pilot check for me, because this is again, it's kind of a, a maneuver, almost. Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Yeah, it's pretty solid. This is. I mean, you found the brake pedal. Um. <laughs> My tiny legs managed to reach it in time. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm just going to roll, see if he reacts quickly enough, or whether he falls for your cunning ploy of stopping a vehicle in front of him. <laughs> uh, I rolled a 17. Shit. Um, so yeah, he kind of pulls up short and uh, hops off of the uh, speeder bike, uh, his boots splashing into a puddle in the alleyway, uh, brandishing a uh, blaster rifle. He circles around your hauler, and you hear the distorted voice from his helmet. You in the speeder! Out with your hands up. Okay, I'll be right out. Okay, are you? I uh, <laughs> I pick up uh, Kane's body and uh, go over to like the the window. Where, is this guy's walking around the side of the speeder. Yeah, is kind it? of on the driver's side. Yeah, pointing a pointing his blaster rifle at you. So yeah, so I'm presumably I'm short enough to be out of sight of him. Kind of. Yeah, possibly. I'll make okay. a perception check. Actually, I. I I rolled a natural one, so yes, you are out of sight of him. Okay. Are you, so what are you doing? You propping Kane's body up? I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna uh, just uh, wait till he sort of gets like in range of the window, and then just chuck Kane's corpse at him, and then just drive away. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need, I think, um, yeah, just make, yeah, just make a general strength check. Um, so. I rolled a two. <laughs> Minus two. So, okay, so here's what happens with your zero result on that. <laughs> you, you, you kind of, you managed to prop Kane up in the seat so it looks like he's still sat up in the seat. And um, just as the, the, uh, the trooper kind of gets into view, you try and heft him out, but really what happens is that Kane sort of gets stuck in the window and you step on the accelerator with the body of your friend kind of half sticking out the window and leaving, you're still leaving this trooper behind a bit, but like, now you've got a friend sticking out of a window. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't quite go as you planned. Uh, yeah, it's not not the send off I wanted to give Kane. Uh, <laughs> the stormtrooper shoots at you. Right. Um, oh no. That's uh, an 18. So the stormtrooper. Uh, uncharacteristically is fairly accurate with the shooting and a couple of bolts go flying into the back of the cargo hall and you're uh, let's roll some damage six five uh, seven eighteen uh, so there's eighteen points of damage to your hauler and you the, the back end drops noticeably and starts scraping along the ground you're still moving he's left his bike unattended though he has but you are now moving again and right. uh, yeah okay you reach the end of the alleyway what are you doing um, might as well just go for broke and just try and get to the um, 
just stepping on it, going to go for the spaceport. Do, yeah, just get yeah, just yeah, sort of just haul ass to the spaceport, I guess. Okay, all right. Um, for the sake of brevity, can I get one more piloting check just to see how well uh, you manage to navigate the next uh, sort of couple of minutes of the the chase through the city uh, through evening traffic? <laughs> Rush hour. Yeah. Uh, 26? 26. Okay, so you're pretty solidly navigating traffic. Uh, at this point, your your comlink starts to bleep. You got Thnok! <laughs> and you hear the voice of your droid companion, GD16 KLC, f- from your ship, saying, Master Thnok, I would like to believe that you and Master Kane would be back in the ship by now. What is going on? Uh, yeah, me and Kane got a little bit held up. I say, looking over at the window where Kane's body is... It's just flapping away. Half, yeah. <laughs> half hanging out of the ship, just flapping in the, bits of his brain flying all over the street. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got held up by some of our friends in the Empire, but uh, we'll be there in a minute. If a droid could sigh, this one makes a noise close to it. It's kind of like a digital sort of... <laughs> sort of I guess. I will lower the ship's cargo ramp for you then. Thanks, babe. At, uh, at this point, up ahead, you can see a couple more uh, stormtroopers on speeder bikes uh, swing in from a side road. And at this point, you realise that maybe the um, the stormtrooper you left behind has radioed for backup. I just floor it. Yeah. Just try to like. Try to ram. Go, go between them. Go between them. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna need a another again another pilot check, but I'm gonna have them be shooting at you as you go. All right. One of the misses. Twenty-two. The other one, let's see, 17, which again, in what you're flying, I'm pretty sure is going to be a hit. Shit. Eight, four, five, so 17 points of damage. You take a blast to hit to the engine compartment, and a huge plume of black smoke begins issuing from it. Uh, But gunning it, you blast past them and break through the perimeter fence of the spaceport. And ahead of you, you can see your, um, your transport with the ramp down. Keeping, yeah, keeping my foot down, just heading straight for the ramp. Am I, I'm, I'm driving the thing onto the, the transport, I'm assuming? Like, you can do, if you yeah. like. Yeah. Alright, yeah, that seems the safest option, rather than trying to jump out and roll up the ramp. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, um, with blaster bolts flying after you, you um, sort of skid to a halt at the top of the ramp, and before you've even stopped, uh, uh, KLC has uh, started raising the uh, the ramp behind you and you can hear the, the one of the engines beginning to just sort of warm up mm. um, that sweet sound yeah <laughs> um, uh, now that you've got a moment of breathing room uh, you finally get a chance to fully check out um, the body of Kane it looks like the blaster bolt just took him in the side of the head and killed him instantly which is uh, a shame yeah he was uh, he was a hell of a whatever that space chess game they play in Star Wars is. <laughs> Dejaric? Yeah, he, he was good at that. <laughs> Terrible gambler, but yeah. <laughs> in the back, the the cargo crates that you had stolen from the uh, warehouse all seem to be mostly intact. Um, a little bit scorched on the edges. Uh, and as you open one up, you're able to confirm that the full shipment of astromech droids that you stole from Industrial Automaton are safe and now on their way to the Rebellion. Nice. So heading forward, you meet KLC in the cockpit. Uh, The droid kind of regards you in silence for a couple of seconds before turning back to face forward. We are now headed out of the atmosphere, Master Snock. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) (laughs) You got something to say to me? Where is Master Kane? 
Kate didn't make it. That is not an ideal outcome for this mission. We'll figure it out. I have received communications from headquarters. We are to reroute to the Pantoran system. Pantoran, eh? Yes. Why? I did not inquire, but I understand that an evacuation of some kind is underway. Okay. How far is it? We will arrive in 7 hours 42 minutes at optimal hyperspace velocity. Okay. Um, you, you cool taking the wheel? I gotta go sleep. Sleep it off. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty rough. Very well. I will wake you when we arrive. So, uh, making your way out of the cockpit and into the ship's small living area, you find your way to your bunk, and as the ship makes the jump to hyperspace on its way to the Pantoran system, you manage to finally get your head down on your bunk and get some sleep. Okay, so we're going to cut back to the uh, the Yavin system at this point, uh, but not to Klein just yet. Instead, uh, we find ourselves high in space above the truly massive bulk of the gas giant Yavin. On a wide elliptical orbit around the orange planet flies a specially outfitted long probe Y-wing fighter sporting a powerful set of advanced sensor equipment. Uh, behind the control you sit, Cortez. Your mission is to keep a watchful eye for any approaching Imperial ships as the Alliance organises its evacuation from the jungle moon of Yavin 4. Escorting you on this reconnaissance flight is another pilot in an X-Wing, a Sullustan named Vard Astur. Uh, Vard, for the most part, seems to be happy to be out here flying with you uh, and you have found him to be particularly talkative as you've made your way through your patrol route. So get this, they had me out on combat patrol and I missed the whole Death Star fight. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, what do you make of that? You think they'd get all of us back in, a big old target like that? You think so, right? Yeah, that's why I said it. So, uh, yeah, well, you know, we, we all have to play our part and we're out here, so... Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I just like to fly, but imagine that, flying against the Empire. Uh, it must have been pretty cool. What were you doing? I mean, I wasn't there. Uh, I, you know, this is kind of one of my first runs. Um, and uh, look at it, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, you know, it, it, we're, we're, you know, we're out here searching the space. Um, <laughs> I, th I think we need to, like, focus on the job, man. Well, whatever you say, I can fly pretty well. I mean, it, it's nice to, you know, get to know you, but let's do that on the ground. We're, we're on a mission right now. All right. Sorry. Just, just get the feeling we wouldn't, you know, we haven't hung out that much, you know, on the ground, so, uh, just, you know. I mean, you know, we're in the Rebel, Rebel Alliance, and uh, the dude you know today might be dead tomorrow, so uh, I don't, I don't want to get too close. Well, I'm not planning on being dead tomorrow, are you? Bad, bad, right? It is bad, right? Yeah, it's bad. Hey, um, look, uh, how long have we been out here for? Well, about an hour and a half. That, that's short, huh? Yep. Well, we've only done the one pass around Yavin so far. Yeah, well, while we're up here, they're down on Yavin, they're probably having some kind of, you know, toasting ceremony and... I heard they're giving out medals. Really? Yeah. To who? That kid who blew up the Death Star and his buddy. <laughs> I heard it was 
like a moon. Nah, it's a space station. It's too perfect geometrically. You see, you got a variety moon is more of an ovoid. You know a lot about that too, huh? Yeah, I've seen a few moons in my time. Okay, um... I think something's coming in on my uh, my comms. Uh, I'm just gonna have to cut you off a sec. Wait, well, I'm not picking anything up. Oh my god! Your your droid behind you beeps and it's just like uh, on the screen appears like he talks a lot. Yeah, yeah, he talks more than more than necessary. I'd rather talk to a droid. Thank you. How, uh, what are, what are we looking at out here? What's the what's showing up on the navigator? Nav so ab above you, looking out of your cockpit, you can see the the giant orange. Uh, bulk of the, the Yavin gas giant and um, you've just about made your first sweep kind of in a, a really kind of wide orbit around the whole thing just watching for any Imperial uh, presence and that. You can see from where you're at um, you just about visually see the uh, the moon of Yavin 4 where the base is and Yavin's got quite a few moons so you can sort of see the sort of twinkling lights of them in the sky above you. On your screen at the moment though you're not actually showing any um, anything other than uh, a little bit of traffic around Yavin 4 which is seems to be the rebel uh, evacuation or right starting to take place okay what's your name droid r2no okay i'll call you r2 for short yes it's an easy name to remember it is there are not many of us i'm oh, sure right. i'm the only one in the rebellion i'm sure uh um we, we need to do something to get some liveliness here because I can't be flying around with this bad dude all night. Do a barrel roll. <laughs> Do a barrel roll? I mean, I don't know if my superiors would uh, approve of that, but then they're down there and we're up here. Let's do a barrel roll. Okay, make a piloting check for me. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Y wing though, isn't it? That's yeah. Like, it's like the heaviest. It's like... I like a challenge. It's going to be a slow barrel roll. Yeah. yeah. It is a one. <laughs> Plus nine, so you got a ten. Oh, I got a ten. Is it oh, classic for me? still, that's pretty shitty rolling. Uh, yeah, the start as you mean to go on. Um, Everyone knows me. So you, you go for your barrel roll, and uh, you actually you slew a little bit close to Vard. Um, you don't quite hit him uh, because luckily you had a plus nine on that. Oh, 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 oh. Um, I might shake him up. Yeah, he, uh, he his voice cuts back. He goes, Whoa! Sorry, uh, uh, I, I, had to, I had to make a quick maneuver there. I saw some Death Star uh, debris. Oh, I didn't show up on my scanner warmer next time. Well, yeah, it's, shit happens out here. <laughs> Wait, I mean, there, you know, there's, there must be debris everywhere. This thing just blew up hours ago. Yeah, you're probably right. There, there's probably everything out there. Everything? Yeah. Everything. Wow. Metal, uh, millions of dead people. Millions. I mean, I never really thought about it, but yeah, some of that size would have to have a pretty big crew. So, at this point, your sensor suite uh, lights up um, with new contacts entering the system. Action, what's this? Uh, make a use computer check. Plus 13. That's kind of your wheelhouse. Like that's use computer. Uh, so I got three. Yeah, so 16. 16. Yeah, it quickly resolves on your screen to a fleet of four Star Destroyers and about 10 or 11 smaller Imperial vessels. Whoa, 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 we're not ready for this. 
they are a, a fair distance away from you. Um, it looks like they, they've jumped into the system on the far side of the Yavin gas giant. Uh, in fact, it's only the expanded sensor suite on your uh, long probe Y-Wing which has allowed you to pick them up. So it looks like they actually came in specifically trying to hide their approach from rebel sensors. Damn. Uh, uh, Vad, are you there? I'm here. Uh, do you see that? There's a, there's a couple of seconds gap as uh, uh, R2 you know, sends over the, the sensor data to Vard and you well, uh, looks like they're not messing around. We better warn the base. Warn the base right now, if you can. Well, sure, yeah, I, c- I could do that. Uh, he cuts out for a few seconds as he talks. Uh, he's talking to the ground controllers. Uh, then he, he cuts back in. Says, uh, "Okay, they they want us to head over to the uh, the jump point where all the transports are going to be leaving Yavin's gravity well. We're going to be flying cover. Okay. Plotting an intercept course now." Not gonna lie to you, kid. From our current position, we're not gonna get there much before the Imperials do. It's gonna be a close one. Let's just do it. All right. Okay. So we'll cut back to the ground at this point. All right. So you've been kind of grounded now uh, for about 20 minutes as uh, Dolce has been frantically uh, pulling the engine apart to try and get it to work again and all of a sudden it hums to life and uh, all of the uh, cockpit lights uh, come on around you and uh, from down the corridor you can hear Dolce uh, yelling I think I got it! What does it all look like up there? Yeah, I got lights, I got noise, it's all good. Looks like we're ready. Well, the lights and noise are an improvement. Um, get down into the gunport. Uh, looks like we're going to have to work hard to catch up with the rest of the transports. Around you, a lot of the, the transports have already lifted off. There's a few left. Sorry. It's not... Um, a few stragglers. Yeah, a few stragglers, but you're definitely... You would be counted as among the stragglers at this point. Okay. Okay, so uh, Klein uh, spins around, uh, makes a dash to the... Uh, I'm guessing it's the same as the Falcon. Yeah, there's a, there's a, in the cent- a the central ship. ladder in the middle and the gun put. There's only one on the bottom. It's, it's on the bottom of the ship. Yeah, this is uh, it's definitely a less uh, well armed as the <laughs> than the Falcon. Okay, so um, you've I'm got a single dual laser ca- laser cannon on the bottom. Okay, so yeah, Klein uh, heads for the central ladder and makes his way down to take up position yeah, on the you, gun mount. You pass uh, Dol J in the corridor. He gives you a nod as you go, and um, I nod back. Yeah. Uh, you also, at this point, there's been a couple of other sort of security personnel have are also on board. It's not just you two on there, right. but um, you two are the, kind of the flight crew for this. Um, so you, I, I run towards the ladder, see a couple of dudes, and go, "Exciting times, huh?" And then they kind of they don't really say anything, just sort of give you a nod, and that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just um, a nod. <laughs> the the sort of the ship kind of rocks for a second as you take off, and um, the ship uh, starts making its way out of the atmosphere. Uh, you get the sense that Dolje really doesn't want to push the engines too hard, uh, so the ship is kind of uh, limping towards space. Limp? Well, it's going slow, he's oh, not yeah. exactly blasting out of there. Uh, as the moon drops away below you, you get one final look at the temple complex through the gunport windows. A, uh, a couple of transports are still visible on the ground, uh, but you also get a sense of just how much the Alliance has had to leave behind in this hasty evacuation. There's equipment strewn everywhere. Um, but it isn't long before the close encounter reaches orbit and the blue skies of Yavin 4 are replaced with the black of space. Swinging the, uh, the gun turret around, you, um, you can't see a lot from where you're at. You've got a kind of limited field of view. Uh, but a few seconds later, Dol J comes over the intercom. Ah, uh, curse this delay. This is not good. There is an Imperial fleet bearing down on us. You're cracking up. Do you say Imperial fleet? I'm afraid so. 
You gotta be kidding me. You think I would joke in a situation like this? I told you I don't want to die. It's rhetorical, you don't need to answer. It's going to be a sprint to the jump point. I'll push the engines as much as I can, but it'll take us about ten minutes to get clear of this gravity well. Okay, I'll stay on the gun. Let me know if there are any fighters to come our way. I'm afraid my scanner is already picking up some inbound fighters. Strap in. Okay, this is where the fun starts. So okay. I, I, I have the controls, and yep. the awkward swiveling begins. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, it isn't long at all before your sensor board lights up with a lot of potential targets. Uh, none of them quite in range yet, but several waves of TIE fighters are approaching. Mostly they seem to be heading towards the atmosphere, like from the number of uh, straggling uh, ships that were behind you, it, you would guess maybe they're trying to keep them on the ground, trying to stop any anyone they know that they've got a higher chance of keeping from escaping from uh, from getting out of the, the moon's atmosphere um, but it appears at the moment like you are kind of on your own out here heading towards this rendezvous point right um, you do have a few seconds later though a uh, warning light appears on your control panel indicating that the close encounter is being targeted Dolce, we're being targeted. What are you going to do about it? I know, I know. I'll, I'll try, but this thing isn't that maneuverable. We'll do something about it and quick. Uh, make sure you're strapped in. I'm going to rotate the ship so that you are pointed towards them. That'd um, be a good idea. Thank you. So the stars outside the window start to spin, and before you know it, you can see the approaching Imperial fleet in the distance. And it isn't long at all before you can start to visually pick out um, some fast approaching TIE fighters closing on your position. Uh, I would like to try and target... Um, the lead fighter. Sure, make a use computer check. Got 11 with a plus 5. Okay, 16. Alright, so yeah, you managed to lock onto the, uh, the lead TIE fighter. It's uh, still a couple of seconds outside of range, but you are able to zero in on it. I take it you are wanting to fire. I am wanting to fire, yes. Okay. So, roll a d uh, 20 and add 2. Add 2. Um, yeah, because it's the starship stats, it's not your own firing stats. Right, okay. This is to... Eight. So ten. That is, I'm afraid, not enough to hit the TIE Fighter. Um, TIE Fighter, very fast moving, and you haven't quite got your eye in yet with this new um, targeting system that you haven't used before on this freighter. So, unfortunately, your shot goes wide, and the TIE Fighters are now on their final approach for an attack run. So, they get to fire back at you. 10, so with the TIE Fighters plus 6, that's 16, which does hit the close encounter, I'm afraid. So, in your seat, even though you're in the shock chair, you are rocked violently as laser fire smashed into the ship. I'm going to roll some damage. 6, 2, 5, and 10. So that's uh, 23, uh, doubled, um, gets 46 points of damage onto the close encounter. Yeah, <laughs> Starship weapons do a lot of that's damage. Not, yeah, um, not good. But you have shields, which are up, which reduce that by uh, 10 by the shields and another 15 by general armor plating damage resistance. So 46 is a lot of damage, but that's reduced by 25. So you take 21 points of unsaved damage from this attack, which is uh, not as bad as it could have been, um, as your, your ship has 120 total HP. Um, so you're not about to be destroyed straight away from this one blast. 
Nice. Which is helpful. That is really. helpful. We've only yeah. just started. Yeah. Uh, would you like to fire back again? I would like to fire back and target another TIE fighter. Another one? Okay. So make your... You, you're still locked onto the first one. But, um, uh, has, it, has it come back round? Or no, they're still kind they? of incoming, really. They're still on the way. Yeah. Uh, fire, fire straight in again. Sure. 13. Uh, plus two is 15, which is a hit this time. Uh, so go ahead and roll damage. It's 40, 10 times two for the laser cannons on the close encounter. Two and six, four and nine. So 21 times two, that's 42 points of damage. Nice. Uh, they don't have shields. Uh, the damage resistance is 10, so that's knocks it down to uh, 32, so that's 32 points of damage to this TIE Fighter. Uh, now 32 equals the damage threshold of the TIE, so while that isn't enough damage to destroy the TIE outright normally, I'm going to say that you um, you managed to hit a critical component and it is out of the fight. It's just spinning away into, into nothingness. <laughs> So it hasn't exploded, but it goes flying off, uh, sparks trailing from it. Uh, that is one less immediately attacking you. But, however, there are still three TIE Fighters in the immediate vicinity bearing down on you, and the close encounter still has some distance to go before it can reach the hyperspace jump coordinates to get out of the Yavin system and escape the Imperial fleet. That's going to do it for this episode. Our next one will be available, as usual, in two weeks' time on Thursday the 7th of June. We hope you'll tune back in. Uh, in the meantime, you can get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we are at PretendWithDice. Uh, you can also email us at PretendingWithDice at Outlook.com. If you're an iTunes user, it'd be really great if you could leave us a rating and review. It all helps us to find new listeners, and we'd love to hear what you all think of the podcast. Uh, so for now, that's our show. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time.